What is most important in life is to fix one's eyes on where one wants to be, not look at or pay attention to the places where you don't want to go. I don't know whose quote that is. I don't know if I made that up. I don't know if I just said that to you right now or what, but today's podcast is going to be on target fixation. How can we look at where we want to go and avoid looking at the places that we don't want to go? What does this look like? How does this act? And why does understanding targets fixation going to make us better inclusive activists out there in the world for other people? Today, I'm gonna go over what is target fixation? What does it look like? How does it act? Um, why do we know we need to know and understand this stuff? Second, I'm gonna talk about a little bit about how it works, uh, how it works in the good way, how it works in the bad way, how to mentally fix yourself in the way that you would like to see. And then lastly, I'm going to talk about how can you look at target fixation from an inclusive activist point of view to create better outcomes for other people. So let's dive right on into target fixation. Target fixation is an attentional phenomenon which is observed in humans in which an individual becomes so focused on an observed object, it could be a target or a hazard, that they inadvertently increase their risk of colliding with the object. It is associated with scenarios in which the observer is in control of a high-speed vehicle or some other mode of transportation, uh, such as fighter pilots, race car drivers, or motorcyclists. In such cases, the observer may fixate so intently on the target that they steer in the direction of their gaze, which ultimately causes the collision. The term target fixation was used in World War II fighter-bomber pilot training to describe pilots flying into our targets during strafing or bombing runs. So a little bit about target fixation, what does it look like and how does it work? So I learned a little bit about target fixation in learning how to ride and drive my motorcycle because you have to keep your eyes on the place you want to go every time you're driving a motorcycle. So for example, if there is a big tire in the middle of the road, if you look at that tire and you focus on that tire, you are gonna hit that tire, okay? So where you train your eyes is incredibly important. Another thing for target fixation, which I think that was really helpful in explaining this thought or idea to you, is that you, when you're making a really tight turn on a motorcycle, need to like not look at your hands or the wheel. You need to look at where you're hoping to go. It's funny, I'm doing that right now. I'm looking at where I hope to go uh, rather than talking to the microphone, right? So I'm target fixating in the wrong way here with you all. So if there's a tire, you can't look at the tire. You gotta look at where you wanna go that's around the tire. Otherwise, you're gonna hit the tire, right? So how we fixate or see targets or we see um, threats sometimes is something that's really, really important to know because this concept of target fixation was one of those things that really fascinated me the more and more I heard about it because it's bigger than just motorcycle problems. It happens in life. This notion of target fixation 
happens in a lot of different spaces. It happens sometimes when you're driving in cars. When it's steering a car that is less sensitive to your bodily adjustments, another type of target fixation can happen with a car right in front of you, right? So if a car is right in front of you, you might tend to turn into it. It's also an issue for cars that are parked or pulled over on the shoulder of highways, right? So a simple search for crashes on the shoulder, you can see this happens where a police over pulls over a car and then all of a sudden you're looking at the thing and because you're looking at the thing, you get drawn into the thing and you begin to hit the thing, right? So what's really important to know is when you're approaching a turn, you got to look past the turn and you gotta look and you can't look at the curve you have to look at again the far-reaching place you want to go the far-reaching space you want to end up uh, when you're sharing the road with another vehicle don't look at the vehicle look past the vehicle look as though you're looking through the vehicle because if you focus on that thing you're gonna hit that thing and if you hit that thing that's gonna be a problem um, also understand that if an unexpected object enters your vision, such as a car pulling out, a squirrel, don't look at it directly. Use your peripheral vision to look beyond the object in question to where you want to go. So again, why do I talk to you about this idea? You're like, Rowdy, this target fixation thing. I don't get it. Like, what, what's the point? Why are you teaching me about this? Why does this matter? I think it matters because... We have to understand the power that fixing our gaze, fixing our intention has on something. Because I believe in life too, if we focus on the hazard, we're gonna hit the hazard. If we focus on the place that we wanna be and the place that we wanna go, we can hit that too. So part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you about that here is because um, you gotta fixate on not what you don't want, on what you do want. I've said before, I think I've said it in the podcast, uh, if I haven't, it's a really, really good one. I got from nonviolent uh, communication. And that idea is you cannot do a don't. You have to do a do, right? So I think sometimes when people are trying to perf be perfect, they try to think of the things that they don't want to do. They focus on the mistakes they don't want to make, right? So they start staring at the target of don't do this right? Uh, I think it also happens when you're playing not to lose, right? So if your intention is just don't lose, you're now focusing your attention on instead on this thing, don't lose, which like makes you focus on losing because you're thinking about losing rather than winning. The point is to win, to go out there, to do your best, to win, not to not lose. You can't not lose a game. I mean, I guess you could tie, but like that's not not losing right the intention is to win so you have to think about and focus your intention on the place that you want to go the thing you want to be or do so don't play to not lose play to win don't look at the hazard look at the thing beyond the hazard don't look at the curve look at beyond the curve and where you want to go and where you want to end up because how you choose to focus on things is gonna be a big part in where you end up and how you're gonna leave this situation or this interaction. So how do you look beyond? How do you see beyond? I think some of it is really knowing your real intention and understanding what's the result of having a real intention. So uh, I talk to students on the all the time and I ask them, what do you want? And a lot, a lot of times they're gonna tell me, oh, Rowdy, I wanna be rich, right? And I'm like, well, why do you wanna be rich, right? 
Like, what's the point of that? What are, what are you hoping rich is gonna do for you? And they're like, well, if I'm rich, I'll be happy. And I'm like, ooh, hmm, that's a problem, right? Because your goal is to be happy. Your goal is to be happy, but you instead focus on a secondary thing. Money, hoping money brings happiness. But if you focus on money, you could hit money, but there's no guarantee you're gonna hit happiness, right? You gotta focus on the thing that you want. You gotta focus on the place you want to go. What will this be? What will this look like, right? I've had people that are like, well, I wanna end up just a millionaire so then I can give a lot of money away and I can go on vacation a lot. And I'm like, well, you could be a volunteer and ha happily help a lot of people. You could learn how to become a philanthropist, right? Like, again, money is a means to an end, but it is not the end. If that were true, there would be no unhappy rich people. And there are unhappy rich people. And the funny thing is, if money buys happiness, how come there's happy poor people? And I'm not saying no money doesn't buy any happiness. I'm saying that you can be happy without the money because money is just a means to an end. So remember, when I'm talking about this idea of target fixation, have a sense of where you want to go and what you want to do and what it will look and feel like when you get to the place you hope to be, right? So with, uh, when, you're, when you're fixating your target, know what that feels like. What does happy feel like to you? Is it family? Uh, is it eating good food? Uh, is it vacation, right? You don't have to be rich to go on vacation. It helps, but it's not the end all be all, right? Sometimes I get to go to different places because I'm good at the thing I know how to do with this podcast. So people wanna fly me places so I can talk to other people about different things, right? I got to go to Sacramento just this last year. Never been, I think I'd been to Sacramento, uh, but I definitely never would have gone to that community college that I was offered to go to, right? Because I had a sense of what my goal was. And eventually my goal bought me this other secondary thing that made me happy in another way. And it wasn't just money. So remember target fixation, because if you focus on the hazards, the hazards are going to get you. I think you see this with stereotype threat. When you have a sense of who someone is, what their background is, what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to act. So an example of stereotype threat is there was a story of a school. And one day, the school got two different classes of kids mixed up. They had the what was called the remedial class, like the class that was considered behind in one group of students. And they had the gifted class uh, with another group of students. So somehow, they put the remedial kids in the gifted class and the gifted kids in the remedial class. Now, what's interesting is they started treating these kids like the thing that they were in their head. Right, so the remedial kids in the gifted class, they treated as though they were gifted. The remedial kids that were gifted students, they treated as remedial. And the scores plummeted for the gifted kids in a slower class at a lower level because of the way they treated them. The kids in the gifted class started doing unbelievably better with much more difficult material than they would have thought possible because they were treated in a certain way, right? They fixated their vision on the thing that they were supposed to be.
So you see how powerful the story and the narrative of who you are, where you want to be and what you want to do does. Because if you just start treating people as the thing that you think they are, they start acting in the way that you expect that thing to be. And it doesn't allow for them to have you see who they could be. Have them understand the thing they could end up as. Right? And that's what we need to do for ourselves because the stereotype threat can be problem and limiting for us, right? I have had students that were DACA students and they never knew that they had the power to help other people until they became awakened of their power as well as some of their privilege to make a difference for other people. Once they became awakened to this power for their difference to make a difference for other people, they started seeing themselves a lot differently. They saw that they had the power to make a difference for other people. Now, did it take their oppression away? No, I'm not saying you can target fixate your oppression away. That's not something that's a possibility, sadly, but truly. But if you focus on the thing that you are targeted for, you will diminish in some way because you're not looking at the fullness and the wholeness that is really you really where you want to go and really where you want to be right don't think you can buy your happiness later don't think that you can earn your happiness later like yeah okay so you're super rich your account you work in taxis in that 80 hour week hating your job that makes no no sense right if happiness for you is being on a horse and being out in nature maybe you should look at making less money and maybe you should look at just giving people horseback rides through the desert you can do that all day long. You'll be happy as a lark. Are you gonna make a lot of money? No, but you can limit your post-work happiness expectation given your work happiness expectation should be over the moon and off the, off the roof. Like, look at what can happen with that. You gotta think about things differently and you gotta look at where you wanna go. Don't look at the pitfalls. Don't look at the thing that you're worried about. Look at the thing that you expect to be. Look at the thing that you hope to be. Look at the place where you really want to end up. Understanding that is crucial and critical because if you only look at the problems or you only see the barriers, you miss all other opportunities. So there's this one thing I like to do with people to really show people what this looks like and how this works. So hold your hand up to your face, not like directly up to your face, but let's say five inches away from your face. Now look at your hand. That is you when you feel like you have a problem. You're just focused and looking at your hand, looking at your hand, looking at your hand. That's all you see. All you see is your hand, right? Now, peripherally, look at all the things you can see that are not your hand. Those are the rest of your other options. But you, you focus on your problems in your hand. You don't see all the options around you. You don't see your other hand that could pull your other hand away. You don't see or think of the things that aren't directly in front of your face. And it diminishes your opportunity to see the periphery, to understand the difference of the other stuff that's out there, to see what else you could do and what else could be possible. So seeing that, understanding that is really important because if you only focus on your problems, all you will see is your problems. That will be the only thing that exists in your life. You and your problems you and the people you don't get along with you and your lack of money you and your lack of opportunity you and your lack of whatever right because you're focused on the thing you don't want to happen when people are turning on a motorcycle really tight they look at the ground because they're like oh i don't want to hit the ground and what do they do 
They turn too tight because they didn't look at where they want to go. When they turn too tight, they steer their bike directly into the ground and they hit the ground because that's what they were looking at, right? Understand this power of target fixation and look beyond the thing. See beyond the thing. Look beyond the problem to the opportunities. Look beyond the problem to the options. Look beyond the either this or that to the or and what else is possible and what else could be out there and what else is a possibility. Because there's a lot of great stuff out there when we think about what if, what else. There is not a lot of great stuff out there if we think, oh no, this is an issue, this is a problem. Sometimes we spend so much time with our problems, we make problems bigger than the reality of what they are. Whereas if we looked beyond the problem, we saw how, how small the problem is or how diminished the problem could look like. We, we give it less power, less air, less concern, right? Because it's only a, a little thing. It's only a bump in the road. We can get around those things by seeing that a little bit more clearly. And why do I mention this to you, inclusive activists? <clears throat> it's because you got to understand what this is and how this stuff works. Now, I understand this sounds very law of attraction, very the secret, you know, like focus on the thing that you want to be and it will become. I'm not saying that's all true, but I'm definitely not saying that's all wrong either. There is something to that in some way, shape or form. You got to focus on what you want to be, where you want to go, what that will feel like, what that will look like, where, how to get there. If you look only at your problems or your bump on the roads, eventually their problems or your bumps on the roads will overcome you because you focus on those things so much. You're looking for the clearest path possible. And instead, you should expect bumps. You should accept twists. You should understand that curves are a part of the road. On a motorcycle, curves are the most fun because you have to be really in the moment, really leaning really looking at where you want to go you can lean that bike almost more than well not more than 90 degrees more than 45 degrees over going at a high speed looking at where you want to go and gravity and torque and acceleration will keep you on that bike as long as you're focused on where you want to be and where you want to go if you look at all the problems all the twists all the turns all the bumps all the tires in the road you're going to hit every one of those things because you're problem focused not solution focused uh, you're worry focused, not in destination focused. You're not dream focused, hope focused. All that stuff makes a really big difference. And we need you to think that way. Because some of you want to be like, one of these days you want to grow up and you want to be a prosecutor because you understand prosecutors are the people that really send people to jail. And you want to be a prosecutor so you can stop sending so many people to jail and look for better rehabilitation opportunities for people. We need you to know and feel and experience and understand that dream. We need that. But if you look at all the classes that you got to do and all the things that you have to take care of and all, all the, all the, all the, all those things that just get in the way, then you're not going to become that thing that we need you to be so badly. And if you got problems, I'm not saying don't pay attention to problems. That's not the point at all. It's just don't overinvest in what the problem could mean. Don't overinvest in what the problem could be. 
Don't overinvest in what the problem can look like. Because when you overinvest in problems and you underinvest in solutions, when you underinvest in the vision that takes you to the place that you want to go, you start hitting hiccups left and right and it becomes more and more of an issue. So with that, today I talked to you about what is target fixation, uh, how target fixation, what it looks like, how does it work. I gave you some examples of how it looks. I talked to you about how target fixation works in a lot of different ways and what are some of the different outcomes that can happen with target fixation, both good and bad. And then lastly, we talked about why I wanted you to understand a little bit more about this idea with target fixation because um, we need you to be bigger than your problems. We need you to be solution focused. We need you to be hope focused. We need you in destination focused. We need you happy focused. We need you to get there. We all need you to get there because we are not going to do this alone. We deeply and desperately need a you. And that is what the message of the day is. So with that, um, I appreciate you tuning back into the podcast. We had things have picked up a little bit since we've talked about the things with Sarah. And I'm excited to get this next podcast out to you because I've had both the ideas of target fixation as well as, uh, I can't remember what the last one was, but it's, but it came out before this one. Uh, I had those r- rattle and rain in my brain quite a bit. And I was really excited to bring those things to you. So podcast is looking a lot more healthy, feeling a lot more optimistic about it, especially since I have the summer of summer break happening right now. Right now I'm on vacation until August 9th, I think. I think it's August 9th. Yeah. I have the whole whole time as a break. Now I may be teaching an online class. I might be busy uh, working with some friends on some bigger projects. So it's not like I'm just floating in the pool, but I understand like I've got a lot of time to really invest in things that I'm interested in or the things that I want to do. And I'm really excited about that. And the podcast has seen a lot more downloads and a lot more interesting stuff as far as me and my self care. So my self care has really been awesome since the end, since the middle of May. I've, I need to still get back on meditating a little bit more. Actually, I, once I put the salmon in the, in the grill, I think I might do a quick meditation session. But I've done cardio, really, really strong, good cardio for a long time. Uh, my lifting has been on point. I've been lifting really good and heavy stuff. Uh, and I'm burning a lot of good calories. And I feel like my diet's pretty good. Diet's like pretty much set. Like I'm on uh, eating pretty healthy uh, as far as like good food and stuff like that. And I'm definitely taking all my vitamins and supplements and that's good. And then I'm also getting a lot of tanky time. Uh, tanky time is like where I sleep in with tank or where we go to the pool with tank. Um, and that's been really, really excited. And I've been really, really grateful and lucky to have some of those things happening. So I've been really excited about that thing, uh, as of recent and then checking in on my activism. So let's see, activism. I've uh, been doing a lot of stuff for any town that's been coming up. I'm planning on having dinner with a friend that I have not seen in a very, very long time. I uh, went to an Anytown training uh, two weekends ago, and uh, that's always good stuff. Need to see what's going on there. Got to go to a meeting at district office for a training I'm going to be doing at Mesa Community College. Uh, looking forward to that. I did some team builders at Anytown Leadership Camp on monday the 20th got a lot of good stuff done there the one voice training i talked to you a little bit matt also had some took one of my mentors out to for dinner because i got the job as a full-time faculty member i think this is the full-time 
the time, the first time I'm be able to tell everybody that I'm a full-time faculty member at Phoenix College. It's all done. It's all been figured out. I'm going to be getting paid a very decent salary, and I'm excited about it. This has been a long-term dream of mine, and so I'm really happy about about that too. Uh, also, got to check in with one of my good friends, Jim. He, we got to have lunch, and it had been a long time since I'd seen Jim for lunch, and that was really cool and exciting. Uh, got to go to graduation, got to see Sarah graduate, got to take dinner Sarah out for dinner for graduation as a, as a hallelujah, praise the Lord type thing, and that was really cool, and I was really, really happy to see all those things. And then last thing I want to get to you is the recommendation of the podcast. So recommendation of the podcast is, gosh, I got to look. I was looking at some NLP stuff, but I hate to recommend NLP because that stuff gets really weird and really wonky really fast. Uh, I read a book called Biased, Uncovering the Hidden Prejudice of the Shape that Shapes What We See. We see... Oh, I'm starting to play it. That's no good. Um, what we see, think, and do. So yeah, that was really good. And it was neat to see how bias kind of like shapes the way we th- see and think about stuff. And I'm interested in learning about this neuro-linguistic programming. I'm not sure it's all true, uh, but there is some truth in there. And it's interesting to get some truth out of some of that stuff. Uh, and it, it's been good. It's been something that's been benefiting me. But again don't know if I'd really recommend it specifically. So with that, uh, I appreciate you checking in. Shorter podcast today, but again, uh, I think it was a much more important thought. And I think uh, knowing about this thought, knowing about this idea, this target fixation thing, I think was something super important and something that you really need to consider doing. And so lastly, if this made you think of something, if you have an idea or thought about target fixation that you want to share with me, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd really appreciate that. You can get a hold of me by voicemail or text at 860-576-9393. Again, the voice or text mail line is 860-576-9393 or you can email me at inclusiveactivism and cox.net that's incl incliv oh boy inc incluseactivism at cox.net inclusiveactivism.cox.net you can email me there tell me you know thoughts ideas things that you're thinking of and uh, after this i'm looking to get into a little bit more diversity related topics these last two topics have been a little bit more leadership related and though i've really enjoyed them i want to kind of get into that diversity stuff a little bit more so remember Share your thoughts and ideas with me. Have a conversation with me. Please don't let me sit alone in my office talking to myself. Talk with me. Uh, I got to talk to one of my former students and I might be some doing some training out in Los Angeles early next fall. And I'm looking forward to those little things. Those little things bring me a lot of life, bring me a lot of hope and a lot of joy. I'd love for you to like tell me about some little happy things that are happening in your life. So why don't you do that? Why don't you voicemail me, 860-576-9393, about something good or happy that's happening in your life, something that you're excited about. I'd appreciate that. Um, Or you can email me, and I'll read your email. Happy to do those things. And last but not least, as always, if you're interested in booking me or bringing the power of inclusive activism to your organization, you can always do so by emailing me at inclusiveactivismatcox.net, or you can learn more about me and this organization at inclusiveactivism.com. With that, I hope you have a great day. Be well, be blessed, and I hope you're your best self.